The following podcast is sponsored by the new Hood College Gear Shop. The gear shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore as just the place where we bought or rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups. They even have Hood branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The gear shop has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College lease or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The gear shop has your back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is the Hood College gear shop has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and blazer-branded clothing needs. So the next time you're in WIT, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, Christian Reyna, and the name of my podcast, Hustle, and receive 10% off your purchase of any Hood branded merch. But you have to listen to my show first. Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast, Hustle. I'm your host, Christian Reyna, and this is a place where you can listen and learn about a new mindset. This podcast is not just meant for athletes. It is meant to teach others how to endure their inner hustle and tap into their new mindset. By tapping into your new mindset, you will be able to achieve anything you put your mind to. Learning how to train your mind to handle anything thrown its way. Now buckle up, because it's time to hustle. Welcome back, guys. Today, on this episode, I want to talk about mental toughness and what that means to me as a player and as a person and how throughout my years of college, I was able to build my mental toughness. Just a little recap. Today, this morning... I went to hit with my teammate and our hitting coach. And today was pretty hard for me mentally because right now I'm trying to keep my swing tight and I'm trying to manipulate consistent swings each rep. And we did our normal progression, 10 minutes of top hand, bottom hand, 10 minutes of helicopter swings, and when the thing about helicopter swings is you hold them, you have to hold the tennis ball. I won't say hold, but you have to pinch a tennis ball or some type of ball in your top hand between your bicep, like between your bicep and your forearm. So when your elbow makes like a like an L, that ball would be in the middle of that, right where your right where that crease is uh, for your elbow. And so you would do half swings just to contact with that ball in your arm. And that drill always exposes me because I have to, I, I spin off of the ball to try and meet it at contact when I should turn right from where I'm at. Now, the thing about it is when you're in that position, you don't have time to create an extra move. So... The helicopter drill really emphasizes turning behind the baseball where you are, if that makes sense. And then from there, we did. We put the tee on the really, really, really close to the net. And 
I got right up on the tee and and we emphasized staying through the baseball and finishing high. So what that would mean is, is I'm limiting my movement. I'm getting to a certain spot and then I'm turning from there and then I'm finishing high, almost as if I'm uppercutting someone every time I swing. So after that drill, well, even during that drill, that drill also helped me too because when I would spin off, my bat would come across my body as I was finishing high. But when I realized that and adjusted, I noticed that when I would make solid contact through and I finished high, the ball had immediate backspin and it went right back up the middle. And since it's on the net, the ball would basically ride the net all the way to the back of the cage. And then after that, we went into 10 minutes of soft toss. And that was the same thing, same thing as we did with the tee on the net. And we basically stood on the, we stood on the plate and we emphasized body positioning and finishing high. And the only reason I'm telling you this is because during that whole progression, I failed. And the thing that is so good about failure is you have two options once you're failing. You can quit and run away from it, or you can embrace it and push through it. And that's why I wanted to talk about mental toughness, because my mental toughness today was really enforced and really pushed today. I was challenged throughout the whole day and looking back at it, during the helicopter drill, I wanted to scream, I wanted to throw my bat, I wanted to, I wanted to quit after that drill, but I just pushed through it and I kept going through it. And the only reason I was able to do that was because I was able to change my perspective on failing, you know, the attitude that I had going in this morning, getting to the, um, getting to the, we have Gambrel, it's called Gambrel. So getting to Gambrel, I really, really tried. I wasn't even locked in, honestly, like going into the morning, I was still half asleep because I have to get up earlier because I have an 815 class, so I have to get up earlier prior to get an, at least an hour in of work before class. So I was still half asleep getting there. Um, took me a little longer to warm up. So that's how I knew today was going to be challenging because I wasn't even locked in mentally. And as the time went on, the helicopter drill just kept kicking my ass, just kicking my ass. And at that point, I realized I was like, Either you allow it to kick your ass and make you upset and make you want to just call it a day, or you laugh it off and you keep working through it. And the thing about laughing it off is a saying that my hitting coach says and I picked up is, you better laugh it off or you finna cry. And that makes the most sense in the world because when you're upset and when you're challenged, as a kid, you cry. You cry because you don't know how else to react because it's one, it's hard, it's challenging, the difficulty is increased, 
and you feel alone. You're exposed. And when you're exposed, you feel vulnerable. So that's why he always says you either laugh it off or you finna cry. And today I was, I felt like I wanted to cry, but I kept laughing it off because it was just, it was just a challenging day. But going through that, when we got to soft toss, when we got into soft toss, that's when I knew, I was like, look, you can either piece everything together one by one, or you're gonna cry. And there was a point in the round, I think we took, we took like four rounds of maybe eight, and then the last round was a round of three. And the hitting coach, our hitting coach at school, he's amazing. One of the best coaches I've ever had in my life and how he coaches and how he speaks to me is very direct. And that's how I that's how I needed to be as a player because he doesn't beat around the bush and he tells me straight up what I have to fix. And from the most part, I'm just I was just for the most part. I was battling my mental I was I was battling myself from the mental side and he kept re, uh, redirecting me and kept helping me with what I needed to fix and some of the players or well, my teammates might have said like he was hard on me but he wasn't he was not hard on me at all he was helping me he was helping me get the message across so <clears throat> at a point in time if I was doing one thing right, there was something else lacking and he would pick that up and he would tell me. And when I finally figured it out, it was on the last round and we had, we only got three swings. So I had to be very, very intentional with the swings that I got. And on this particular round, because it was the last round, I let everything go. So we only had three baseballs, three swings to hit up the middle. So the first swing, hit up the middle. Everything felt good. I was like, okay, let's recreate that. Second one was a ball up. I didn't take, I took it, I didn't swing. And then the third ball that I took, right back up the middle, it hit the screen. So it was good, good contact. Everything was in line. And then the last swing, boom, right back up the middle. Everything was in line. And I screamed, fuck. I screamed, fuck. And I threw my bat because for how the day started and how the day ended. Now the day started terrible. I was failing, right? But how it ended was all of the hard work and all of the little pieces that I was piecing together got me to the final round where I was able to consistently hit three line drives up the middle while being intentional. And that's the beauty of it because mental toughness, you have, that's like I said, you have two options. You can either quit or you can laugh it off. And that's what I did, I laughed it off. The beauty about the saying, it is, it's not how you start, it's about how you finish. I feel like that's tied in with mental toughness because 
How I started today was terrible. But how I finished was the result of my was the result of how I reacted with my mental toughness throughout the hour and a half that I trained. And now I want to talk to you about what the four C's mean in mental toughness. The four C's are control, commitment, challenge, and confidence. So with control, you're able to control your self-esteem and your life's purpose and your and your sense of control over your life and emotions. So this morning, I was able to control my emotions by laughing off the failure and the adversity that was it. The commitment. Commitment is your focus and reliability. I was committed to the process and I was committed to the duration of the practice. And I was committed to the fact that I was failing, but I was committed to the goal. And I was committed to what I had to do each rep. The control and the commitment scales together and represents the resilience part of the mental toughness definition. Now the third C is challenge. You see challenges, change, adversity, and variety as opportunity rather than threats. So this morning I was challenged. I was challenged a lot because I was failing. I was challenged with adversity. My swing was not where it needed to be. I was spinning off the baseball. I wasn't turning behind the baseball. I was going to get the baseball instead of staying back and turning to where and turning from where I was. And I I saw that challenge as an opportunity to get better. I saw that challenge as an opportunity to hone in on my weaknesses and make them my strong suits. I was able to identify them, not as a threat, as a challenge, because challenges make you better, one, as a person, and as a player, as an athlete. And then the last C is confidence. Confidence is your self-belief and influence. Confidence is everything. Throughout the entire day, I was failing, but I still had the confidence in myself because if there's anything that I learned from failure, failure doesn't define who you are. Failure comes from preparation, and what comes from preparation comes confidence. So I failed multiple times before today. Today was just another day in the lab. The confidence that I have every day comes from the failures previous. So I was able to control today because I had high confidence, even though I was failing. Now in practice, if you are high on confidence, you will take setbacks, whether internally or externally generated in your stride. You will keep your head, maintain your routine and often Stiffen your resolve. However, if you are low on confidence, you can easily be unsettled by the setback and feel undermined. Your head could drop. Your internal voice's positive commentary will deteriorate and it will counteract to a loss of confidence and negativity. Now, when I say if you practice with high confidence, no matter how much you fail, you'll stick to the routine and you'll stick to the plan 
because you know the failure that you're going, the failure that you're feeling right now and the failure that you're experiencing is only short term. Now, if you take that failure and it impacts your confidence and your confidence starts to drop, then you'll start to feel uncomfortable because you're being challenged and then the challenge start to become threats. You'll start to be unsettled and then the setbacks, then you won't stick to the routine and then the routine becomes out of whack and then the failure starts to creep into your mind and then you start to tell yourself, and then you start to tell yourself, my swing sucks. Why am I doing this? Why am I here? All the negative, all the negative self thoughts start to come into play and then you just fall right off track. The challenge and confidence scales together and represents the confidence part of the mental toughness definition. How you can scale your mental toughness is, it is an ideal measure for those professionals who enjoy and endure high stress public facing roles. By compromising uncertainty, pace and rapid challenging priorities, it gives them a profile which they can use as a starting point to reflect and then work on developing their mental toughness using a toolbox of traditional interventions such as visualization, positive thinking, and attentional control. Now I got the four C's definitions by ambition.coblog.com and everything that I read is facts. When you, when you look at a professional athlete, you see all of the greatness, all of the results put in on the field. But what you don't see is their failures. What you don't see are the bad swings in the cage. What you don't see are the swing and misses. What you don't see are the errors. What you don't see are the negative self-talk. What you don't see are the low steeping heads. You see all the good. In the cage, for me as a baseball player, my mental toughness is upgraded and forged every day because the cage is where I'm supposed to get my bad reps in. The cage is where I'm supposed to take my frustration out. The cage is what makes me better so the game becomes easier. When I'm in the cage, that's where I'm able to take on my mental toughness, my commitment, my control, my challenge, and my confidence. That's where I'm able to work on my mental toughness. Now I'm going to ask some other people, where do you work on your mental toughness? And what does mental toughness mean to you? To me, mental toughness comes from the gym in a sense because I wake up, I handle what I need to handle in school, and then I'm hitting the gym from a set time to a set time. Because on Mondays and Wednesdays, I've only got an hour between four and five, so I already know what I'm going to do on those days. Like As soon as I get in there, light stretch, and we're straight into it. And then I'll come back later after I get out of class at eight o'clock, 7.30, and I will finish my workout. I like that. Mental toughness means to me is to be disciplined in any aspect. So whether that be the gym or in life, the gym, I'll go to the gym at a certain set time and I'll handle what I need to handle. And then life, I'm very committed to school. So I set out certain times and dates when things are due and I handle it when it needs to be handled, or sometimes I'll even handle it ahead of time because there's always downtime. 
And I always like to be ahead of the curve and never behind it. So when you're hit with adversity, like in the gym or in life, how are you able to rely on your mental toughness to get you out of that adversity stage? I'm able to rely on it because of time management. Like I can sit down, set time, and achieve what I need to achieve. No matter the adversity or matter what's going on in life, like things need to be handled and they will get handled accordingly. Like say if I have an off day in the gym, okay, next week will be a better week, but I still have things like homework and a job to do. So I don't let that carry over into any other aspect of my life. My go-to place for mental toughness is taking a hike in the woods. Um, like if I've ever had a bad day emotionally or mentally or whatever, and I just need to work things out, um, a good long walk in the woods helps me clear my mind. And I mean, as far as, you know, uh, what I think about mental toughness, I think, um, I mean, from an athletic standpoint, um, I think mental toughness is almost more important than physical toughness because anybody can be physically tough. Um, you know, you can work out, you can go through all the drills, you can know everything, but if you're not mentally tough, the physical part doesn't matter. Um, if you don't know how to deal with the pressure, whether that's your own pressure that you put on yourself or whether it's the pressure that teammates or the situation put on you, if you don't mentally know how to compartmentalize all that, it doesn't make any difference. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to deal with the situation well, whether it's during the moment or afterwards. And I think for a lot of athletes, it's the um, kind of post-moment situations where you can mentally beat yourself up. Like if you do, don't do something right or, you know, something didn't go the way you wanted it to, um, mentally beating yourself up is probably not the best thing. I love going on drives. Late night, just music. Nothing crazy, just music on, just just listen to music. And like you said, it, just thinking about the day, thinking about what's been going on recently. Any struggles, hard times, I just think that going on a drive can just really like, like you can really like have like a internal conversation with yourself. So I would say that I haven't really got to do it much since school started. But like during the summer, any problems, family, friends, Summer baseball, work, just always just take a little break, get a drive, get away from people. It's just you and your thoughts, and I love it. When I think of mental tough, toughness, I think of those four things, and what it means to me is just being challenged. Um, more than physically, I think um, physical challenge is already hard enough, but when you get into a real mental battle, I think that that is, and you overcome it. That is when you really feel rewarded for like in, an internal reward. I think when I'm on the baseball field and I'm struggling at the plate, it's not a physical problem. It's more of a mental battle with myself on what I'm doing wrong, what's going on, what the pitch is thinking. So I think that mental toughness means to me just to have an internal battle, an internal war, and to come out on top. Well, there it is. Another way for your mindset to grow. Try to apply it in your daily life and see how you feel. And just remember that the process is better than the destination.